Hey guys, this is Mike and you're listening to Feeling Twisty. I'm really glad you're here. I want to talk about my wife, Kim, for a few minutes. As soon as she hears this episode, she's probably thinking, oh gosh, what's he going to say? <laughs> I love Kim. I've noticed though, it, as I really began studying Neville Goddard and what he teaches, the whole concept that what we're imagining, what I'm imagining myself to be, my concept of self is what I experience in life. That my consciousness, whatever I'm conscious of being is what I'm experiencing. You know, I had some you know, great things were happening. I really saw some cool things, uh, good things, wonderful things happening in my life. But then there are times when Kim might say something, you know, express a, a doubt or a worry, a concern that I interpreted, I would react like, what, why is she doubting? And then I would blame her. I would get angry and get upset with her for not believing, not buying into what, what I was learning. And then I would get, I would, you know, I can't believe her. Look at her looking at the, looking at the outside world and reacting to that. And how dare her bring me down? She's bringing me down. And so the reason why we're still stuck is because she's not believing. I need her to believe. I was still buying into what the Bible was talking about where, you know, you can't be unequally yoked. And when two are gathered together, you know, you, when any two agree, I was still pulling the old patterns from what I had grown up with and, and looking, thinking I needed her to believe. I needed her faith to get this, to get through this. I couldn't do this alone. And as I started, uh, you know, chatting with Mr. 2020 and uh, going on live calls with him, I learned a lot from 2020. Uh, one thing he said over and over was make this about you, make it all about you. And initially when I first heard that, I thought, well, that's kind of selfish, but because I was still looking at it in a different way as small and separate. But what he's, from what I get out of it, what he was trying to teach me was that it's all about me. What, what I'm feeling and what I'm believing is what I experience in my life. And like Neville says, when someone expresses doubt or fear, to you, they're really only echoing what's inside of you. And, and I truly believe that now, that anything I'm experiencing outside of, seemingly outside of me, is what's going on inside me. So looking back, I understand now that when Kim would express fear and doubt or worry about something, something that I was imagining for, you know, had believed I was doing the right thing. I've got the right thing. I've got the right imaginal scene. I've checked all the boxes, done deal. Wait a second. Why is she doubting? This shouldn't be happening. Why? She's screwing up the whole thing. She's doubting and now it's not going to work. And I just not only would dig up the seed I planted, I would yank it out of the ground and blow it up with a shotgun, you know, just totally blow myself out of the water with it because I was still that old going back to that old pattern of looking for someone else to blame or feeling like I needed someone else to believe 
with me to accomplish anything. When the only power, the only power is within us, within me and within you. So anytime Kim would express this fear and this doubt, I started noticing. I would, when I really started observing my reactions and what I was thinking, that she was only expressing what I was feeling inside me. Even at that, if at that very moment I wasn't contemplating something fearful or doubtful, that was still within me. So now when that happens, if that happens, it happens every now and then, I just t- stop and take a look. Okay, what am I, what's going on inside me? What am I thinking and feeling? What am I truly thinking and feeling? Not what I'm pretending to do. And I notice it. Okay, yeah. Well, let's take care of that because that that doesn't work with my new state. That doesn't work with who I am being now. That's just an old pattern. And I can let that go and remind myself who I really am. That I'm not that. I'm not swayed. I'm not like a, a thin little tree branch blown about by the wind, moving as the wind dictates. No, I move the wind. The wind goes where I want it to go. I am the only operant power. Like Neville says repeatedly, you are the operant power. You are operating this. You are the one cause. But for so long, I would blame Kim. And that goes back to the many years before I started really getting into this. It was easy to blame others, blame Kim, blame my kids, blame my other family. You know, it's all them. They're the reason I'm like this. I'm in a bad mood because they're in a bad mood. If they would just stop being such a big baby, then I would be in a better mood and we'd have a better day. (laughs) It doesn't matter if your partner, your spouse doesn't get what you're exploring now. And I'm, I'm really understand that now, that it really comes down to what do I believe? What am I feeling as true for me? What do I know to be true for me? I know now that what I'm experiencing is the reflection, or what I'm experiencing is, on the outside, is what I'm experiencing within me, what I'm imagining myself to be. So I love that. That It took me a while to get it, but I love uh, what 2020 says there. Make it about you. Whether it's a loving relationship or money, even if you're imagining for others, someone's sick in the family or uh, needs a job, you do what Neville suggests, what Neville taught, was to lift them up. Empathize with them. Don't sympathize with them. Don't think, oh, woe is them. That's awful. That doesn't help them at all. No, put yourself in their shoes and lift them up. Move them in imagination. See their smiling face, happy and thriving. Imagine hearing a call from them about the wonderful thing that happened. And you don't have to tell them about it. You just imagine lovingly for them. And for me, what works really works for me is what 
2020 said. Make it about me. How, how am I feeling when I hear that, the news about them? And when I'm making it about myself, about what I'm feeling, it attaches me to that state for them, to that feeling. Just could just be, oh yeah, that you know, happy feeling. Excited for them. Or it could be just a wonderful, loving, overwhelming feeling of joy for them, depending on who it is. In just that moment when you're imagining for them. So it really is all about you. Everything you're experiencing, if you don't like it, ask yourself, what am I imagining about me right now? You couldn't have gotten to this podcast, this episode, if you hadn't want, uh, initially imagined opening up the app to get to it. Our imagination f leads everything. Your actions, your physical actions follow. And in the same vein of making it about you, you know, I, for also for, for a really long time, well, it's relative, but for a while, I would spend my days reading Neville Goddard lectures. And then, I mean, obsessively, because I just loved reading them, but it was really what, comes, what it came down to, I was believing I needed more. I wasn't, I want, I'm not doing this right. This can't be this easy. I've got to learn more. I've got more. And I was still reading these lectures and studying Neville from the state of ignorance and a state of lack. And there were some days, you know, when I was really stressed and, okay, I've got to find one sentence. Let me find one sentence of Neville's that's going to fix me. I need a fix right now. Or when I, you know, I found these cool groups online that study uh, well, mo for most of them, they say they study Neville Goddard strictly, but uh, they don't all, they, you know, they bring in a lot of other stuff, which is fine for them. But uh, I've looked into these groups and there were days where I need a, I need a comment. I need a post from somebody that's going to fix this, address this one thing. I must be, not be getting something right. And I did that continually, just obsessively reading lectures and listening to lectures and looking for online resources, somebody to tell me what's the next one thing I need because obviously I'm not getting it right. Guess what I experienced? That I wasn't getting it right. And coming from that state, coming from that state of lack, lack of knowledge, lack of everything and fear, that finding posts and comments, seeing you know what others say, didn't help. All that did was make me more confused because and then I would see posts from people, oh yeah, I manifested sixty thousand dollars, or I healed my family, or my you know all these different things. Depending on the day that I and I was looking at it, that I would look at it and think, well, what the hell? How? What am I doing wrong? If they can do this so easily, and so coming from that state of I need to search more, search and analyze and study from the state of lack and ignorance, believing I didn't have the power within me already. Then all of these things that I would find did not make me feel any better. I just felt worse because then one sentence, one post from somebody, and I would compare my life to them. Well, that's not fair. 
I'm obviously getting this wrong. How can I be getting this wrong? This is not right. Because I really wasn't making it about me and not getting the fact that I am the operant power. And if I really want to understand, do what Neville calls the first principle, be still and know that my awareness of being is God. Well, the actual verse in the Old Testament, Psalm 46.10 is, be still and know that I am God, that my I am is God, my awareness of being. Get back to that first formless and faceless, faceless state. And you can get to it relatively easily. Just get quiet. I mean, you can get into that, that be still state sitting at your desk at work. Sometimes I lie on the floor or lie on my bed or sit in a chair. I could be in the store, in line at the grocery store and just, just take that deep breath and feel, feel the stillness. Because you don't have to go looking for the, the silence, the stillness. You are the stillness. You are the silence. So you don't have to go to it. You are it already. In just those few moments of take, taking a breath and just... <sighs> For me, that gets me right into that first principle. Be still and know that I am God. I did that, I mentioned this in the very first episode, blood and bones and forgiveness. When I was on the street with my son in the motorcycle accident, standing there with the, the police lights and the ambulance lights and blood pooled on the floor, on the concrete or the asphalt, and seeing my son's body broken and twisted in ways it shouldn't be, standing there in the middle of all that, the first principle is what I what came to me, what I did right there. Be still and know I am God. And whatever you're seeking, whatever I am seeking, instead of looking obsessively over Facebook in the Facebook groups talking about this or online resources or even, even a Neville Goddard lecture. Instead of looking outside of me, be still and know I am. My awareness of being is God. And I contemplate whatever that is, whatever it is that's on my mind, whatever I want to know, whatever I want to understand. I already know it, so I don't have to state it again. I'm not sending the signal out to the universe. I'm not transmitting it and have to dictate it perfectly and send it somewhere. I already know what I'm contemplating. Be still. And I just bask there, abide in the silence. Maybe a few seconds, maybe a few minutes, sometimes half an hour knowing that whatever it is I want, the answer to something or finding something or experiencing something, whatever it is that I 
felt previously that I lacked. I confidently rest in that silence, knowing I've got it, or I understand it. That especially helped me even understanding all of this. The greatest insights came when I stopped looking for help on the outside, thinking I need, I need help. I looked within first. And whatever it is I wanted to understand, maybe it's just I want, I want to experience this awakening that everybody talks about. What is the promise that Neville talks about? How would I feel if I experienced that? How would I feel if I really understood this and got that I am the operant power? How would I see my days? You make your requests known unto the Lord. That's all you. So whatever it is you want, or would like to experience or want to know, some piece of information or even finding your keys, first principle, be still. Let go of the lack, let go of the, the old patterns, that state of lack or ignorance or fear. Let go of that. And while you're being still, it's a beautiful thing to, to notice, you know, initially for me, I'm just kind of close my eyes and breathe and my thoughts are kind of going all over the place. And then I don't fight it, just let them go. They move on. And if it's a few seconds in there in the silence in this formless and faceless expanded feeling, then I can direct my thoughts to what it is I want. What do I want to experience? Is getting a hug from Kim or a congratulations from my dad, does that imply my wish fulfilled? Whatever it is, enter that scene, that, that scene in imagination that implies that my wish is fulfilled. Or as I'm there, how would I feel? How would I feel if I were that already? That, for example, this is just a seemingly small thing, but this happened the other evening. My daughter dropped her earring back down the bathroom sink drain. And at my f initial reaction was, okay, can we, it's an earring back, sweetie. Really? <laughs> of course, being a guy, that doesn't seem important to me at all. I assume that all earring backs are the same. I don't know. I, I've honestly rarely, I could probably picture one in my mind, but, you know, they're always there. I don't inspect women's earrings to know much about them. I know you have to have, to have one for the earring to stick, but she said, Dad, this is a special one, and I'm not sure why it was special. So, you know, we went and looked, you know, well, before I went even look, went and looked at the sink, uh, I told her I would check it out. And I just took a moment, just that moment of being still. Just as, this is a split second, just going within. And all I did was picture, imagine me holding the earring back in my palm, in my hand and holding it out to her. 
and her saying thanks. Just a few seconds where I did the whole thing, this whole process, you know, being still, this first principle. And then bringing up the feeling or this imaginal scene that implies my wish is fulfilled. In this case, I could have just blown it off and said, baby, I'll go buy you another earring back or new earrings or something, whatever. I don't even know if you can buy earring backs separately. And, uh, but I didn't. I wanted to just have it done. So just a half hour later, I really didn't focus on it. It just all came to me, the solution. It was a funny solution. I found some fishing line and had some pieces of a magnet that I'd broken up that I used to magnetize my uh, screwdriver bits. So I took a piece of that and tied the fishing line around it and dropped it down into the sink. And first time, nothing. Second time, dropped it bloop, into the water, pulled it out, like reeling in a fish. There's the earring back stuck to the magnet. So it all came out just so naturally and easily. I still had to fish it out. But I didn't worry about all that. I didn't try to worry about, well, how am I going to do this? I need to figure out how I'm going to do it. No, I went to the first principle. Be still. And then imagined what implied I had the earring back. It could have easily just appeared out of the sink on the counter. Oh, look, babe, here it is. That would have been cool. But in this case, I imagined my end, which was handing her the earring back. And I rested in, in the knowledge of it's done. And then the idea just came to me very easily. And it very easily came out. And this, that's how easily and simply this does work. You may think, what's well, an earring back? You weren't worried about it. It's not a big thing. Well, true. I mean, true is in as far as I wasn't worried about it. But as far as mass, massiveness of problem, that there is no problem that's any bigger than any other. Fishing out an earring back out of the sink drain is not uh, easier in imagination than becoming financially free or healing my body. Not at all. It's the same principles. We imagine difficulty. We imagine things are more massive than others. And some things I've noticed when it comes to health or money or f familial relationships, yeah, there are old patterns that are, I'm still, I draw off of sometimes that will lead me to worry and doubting and thinking, oh, this is a bigger problem, but it's not. So when, when I notice the old pattern that I'm still holding on to it, noticing it is beautiful. I used to hate noticing it. I've said that a number of times recently. I, I never, I've never been one for self-reflection through my life. I did not want to reflect upon myself I certainly didn't want anybody else reflecting upon me, you know, telling me, <laughs> giving me advice or telling me where I'm going wrong. Just leave me alone. I know what I'm doing. And just going blindly ahead, you know, uh, going through life like that game. Uh, I don't know if you've ever played Blind Man's Bluff. We, when I was a kid, this was so dangerous. I can't believe we got to do this. But we would go to our playroom, the den, uh, when I was growing up, and turn off the lights 
completely blacked out. And if it wasn't completely blacked out, then we would blindfold ourselves. One, one person would be blindfolded. And it's basically playing tag in complete darkness. And yeah, it was very dangerous. There were times where we thought we might break a tooth or we did bang our head sometimes, but that's how I went through life. And that's how I think a lot of us do before we realize that we are the operant power. We go through life playing blind man's bluff, reaching out, hoping to find the answer, hoping to find salvation. When the truth is, the light is inside of us. The light is us. The Bible says you are the light. And whatever you bring up in the darkness or in the secret within you, in your imagination, will be made visible by the light, and it is the light. So whatever that happens in secret, in imagination, is what is made visible by the light and is the light. I had a dream. I don't think I've mentioned this one before. I was, uh, I may have. If I have mentioned it, ah, uh, well. I really, this was a really cool one. I was with two other people in an old, is an old dusty town, like an old, something you'd see in the movies, like in, in the old west. And we we're walking up on this store, this old, uh, well, the, the one store they would have in a town like that. You can imagine what that looks like. We had a long wooden porch and everything was wooden and a big sign that said a mercantile exchange or something like that. And there was an elderly man in a white shirt and a vest and he had set up this ancient looking film projector what looked to be in the dream i knew okay that's an old film projector one of the first ones and it didn't actually look like anything that uh, that i haven't been able to find anything on google that resembles it but in my dream i knew it was a film projector an early one it was made of wood and there was a lamp post a light on a post behind it, you know, next to the projector, giving the sort, giving the light to the images to project it. And my companions and I walked up and I turned toward the projector because I wanted to look to see what the images were. And as soon as I did that, the man turned the light off. He turned the, the lamp off and he grabbed it. He held the lamp in his hand and he looked at me and he said, I've given you the light. It's up to you to provide the images. I've given you the light. It's up to you to provide the images. And as he said that, where it had just gotten darker because he turned off his lamp, everything was luminous. Everything was lit up. And there was no source but coming from me. Everything, the light, everything was showing up around me lit up by this presence within me, the light within me after he said that. You have to provide the images. You are the light of the world. I am the light of the world. And you and I get to decide what images we project. It all comes from within us. I love you guys. This is Feeling Twisty.